Is there more to the world than what we experience with our five senses? Do miracles really happen, or do our minds trick us? Right now, on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to explore compelling evidence for the supernatural with some people who have experienced it firsthand. What do the scriptures really say about miraculous events that defy explanation? It's a fascinating subject and one I examine in my new book, A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural. Rabbi Jonathan Burnus grew up in a traditional Jewish home and was bar mitzvahed at 13. He was warned about Christians in high school, especially the born-again kind. But in college, as Jonathan experimented with drugs and various cults, a friend invited him to a Bible study. It was there he met his Messiah in an astonishing way. More about how I met Yeshua in a minute, because I'm not the only one who had a supernatural encounter with Yeshua. Let me introduce our first guest. He's Rabbi Eric Tokajer, and I want to welcome him to the program. A longtime friend, great to be here, and ministry partner. I love having other Jewish believers on the program because we all have similar testimonies. We were raised, told that Jesus was the God of Christianity, us and them, and then we had a supernatural experience in some way, shape, or form that brought us into this great relationship. But like me, you uh, prepared for your bar mitzvah. Correct. You entered into adulthood at age 13 when you read from the, the, the Torah. And uh, then what became of your Judaism? What was your view of well, Judaism? Well, my family was very active in the synagogue. And after my bar mitzvah, you know, up until your bar mitzvah, you pretty well learn how to be Jewish and how to say the traditional prayers and how to read Hebrew and the history of the Jewish people and primarily on the Holocaust and things like that. Then after your bar mitzvah, you actually begin to study the scriptures in Hebrew high school or yeshiva or something above that where you actually start breaking into the word. And when I did, I started reading things, for instance, in Leviticus, where it said there had to be a sacrifice every year to cover the sins of Israel. And yet there wasn't a sacrifice happening anymore. So I began to ask the rabbis, my rabbi, and then other rabbis as time went on, the question, how are Israel's sins covered? Let me stop there for a second, because this is so critical. It's really important to understand that that concept has, has been all but eliminated from Jewish faith, that you need a temple, Absolutely. that you need a sacrificial system, when in fact that's why Yeshua shed his blood, to fulfill exactly. the sacrificial system. Exactly. So at that point, I started looking around, looking at more scripture, finding things that really confused me more than anything else, made me question, and I became agnostic. And I was 17, and I joined the Navy, and in Millington, Tennessee, on the base that I was at, they were playing Christmas music all over the base. Well, that offended me, even though I was an agnostic Jew and I really wasn't practicing, I didn't want to listen to what I considered Christian music everywhere I went. So I put in a request to have it stopped on the base, and it was. As a result of that, the people in my unit 
uh, got upset about it, and they gave me what's known as a blanket party, uh, which is where they th basically throw a blanket over your head and everybody beats on you. After that took One place, person didn't, didn't participate. Right. Though. After that took Why? place, a young man named Scott, who's still a friend of mine today, um, Said, came up to me and said, I didn't participate and I want you to know. And I asked why. He said, because I'm a Christian. And I responded to him by saying, what difference does that make? Christians have been killing Jews for 2,000 years. And so that led up to him leading, uh, asking me for nine months we went through Bible study. And at the end of nine months, we'd moved from Millington to Pensacola. He was going to a church. And he invited me to come to a Bible study. And at the Bible study, we were sitting down together. There were about 100 people there. And the Bible study teacher said, turn to 1 John chapter uh, 14, verse 7. And then he immediately said, turn to Corinthians or Galatians. One of those books, I'm not sure which one, because I didn't know any of them at the time. And so I elbowed my buddy and I said, what are we doing here? This guy doesn't even know what he's doing. Tell us to read this, do that, and doesn't even talk about it. And he said, well, maybe that was for you. And he handed me the Bible. And it was the verse that said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, how show it says, and show us the Father. And, and the whole interaction between Yeshua and his disciples saying he and the Father are one, which was the last question I had in becoming a believer. So you had a supernatural experience in that Bible study. Absolutely. And that night I became a believer. Powerful. I, Bible study changed my life as well. God is a supernatural working God. Do you think there's supernatural power in every verse of the scripture? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. The, the thing is that each verse is supernatural. Each verse is God-breathed, but it depends on where we're looking at it, how we're looking at it to see that. You can read the same verse over and over, and then one day it kind of comes alive to you, and that's the moment that I believe God speaks to you supernaturally through that verse. Powerful, and he's been speaking to you for the last 30, 33 plus years. Absolutely. Thir since, almost 35 since now. Since 1981. What a beautiful testimony. It's a blessing. Supernatural testimony. Thank you, Rabbi Eric. Up next, a world-class musician who stopped chasing the spotlight to embrace the light of the world. His encounter with the supernatural is just ahead. And later, I'll be answering audience questions about the supernatural. Stay with us. Is there a supernatural realm where angels and demons operate? Do a literal heaven and hell really exist? If God is so powerful, why did Satan get so strong? Rabbi Jonathan Burnus answers these and other tough questions in his new book, A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural. Using both Old and New Testament scripture, Rabbi Burnus provides a sound biblical view on dozens of supernatural topics. I wanted to clear up misconceptions about the supernatural, about heaven and hell, angels and demons, and that's why I wrote A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural. Get it today. It's fresh off the press. Put an end to your confusion about the spirit world. Understand how angels and demons operate in your life and the lives of your family and friends. Learn about the supernatural work God wants to do for you. Don't wait. Order A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural now. When you do, we'll sow a special gift into your life. The Hold My Hand Audio CD by Rodrigo Rodriguez. As you listen to this renowned classical guitarist, you will enter a supernatural place of peace and joy. This is my favorite CD, Hold My Hand. That's why I want to keep holding Jesus' hand. Get it today. For your gift of $40 or more, we'll send you both of these important resources. For your gift of $100 or more, 
you will get a hand-endorsed and signed copy of A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural. So call now. When you do, you'll be taking an important step toward improving your life and helping our ministry improve the lives of Jewish people worldwide with crucial medical, dental, and eye care. Most importantly, you're helping Jewish communities and their neighbors from Argentina to the Ukraine to Africa learn that their Messiah, Jesus, has come. Remember, God said He will bless those who bless the Jewish people. Your donation of $40 or more will bless the Jewish people, and you'll get these two important resources. For your donation of $100 or more, you will get a hand-endorsed and signed copy of A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural. Call the number on your screen now to partner with Jewish Voice Ministries. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. Please specify offer 1563 when giving $40 or more, or specify offer 1566 when giving $100 or more. Call, click, or write today. Today we're talking about the supernatural, and it's because hot off the press, and I literally mean this, it just came out, my newest book, A Rabbi Looks at the Supernatural, and we're looking today at how God uses the supernatural to get our attention. Our next guest is a world-class musician who once pursued earthly fame and fortune, but now he's after heavenly treasure. Meet Rodrigo Rodriguez. Welcome back, Rodrigo. Thank you, Jonathan. I think you have the best stage name in the world, Rodrigo well, Rodriguez. It, it, you, you have to roll the R's. You do, and I, I love that. I learned that from Ruffles Have Ridges. So Rodrigo Rodriguez. I love the name. Thank More you. importantly, I love you, and I love the wonderful gift that God Thank has you. given you. Now, I, you. I, I've never interviewed you before. But you have a fascinating testimony. You grew up in Ecuador, mm -hmm. and you recorded your first album at age 12. Yes. Right? Wow. How do you do that at age 12? And, but your, and your family wasn't religious. Talk about your upbringing. You know, I grew up in a uh, non-religious environment, going uh, to churches in Easter and in Christmas. So I grew up thinking that God was a man's invention. Everything was God for me, the moon, the stars. So then let's fast forward to about 23 years ago. You're in your late 30s, and a friend invites you to church. This friend was my agent, this oh, guy in charge so, of my music business. So, so you had to go. Well, <laughs> If I, you I, wanted you gigs, know, you had to go. Well, you know, 